0: A big reason why I advocate for everything I care about and not just kind of pigeonholing myself to one thing is like, I've always thought about it like this. Like, I'm an entire person. Me being gay is tied to me being black. Me being black Mm -hmm. is tied to me being a woman. All of these things are tied to to exactly my existence in any space that I come into. So I'm like, I can't ever really leave a part of myself out, one. And two, I also just, like, at some point found it empowering to talk about things I was scared to talk about, you know? Mm.
1: see people working towards the good of a greater planet a greater ecosystem and a greater structure of equality for us all to exist in i feel so so deeply inspired and how can we all tap into this energy while also taking care of our own minds and hearts and mental health in the midst of how hopeless the future can sometimes feel how can we begin to take action through that Today's guest is somebody I've been wanting to have on for like over a year, probably, maybe even two years. (laughs) I followed her on TikTok so long ago and I wanted to have her on the podcast for so long, but she was just off gallivanting in like Europe or something, was it? Everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. And I wanted to have her on because she inspires me so, so, so deeply an advocate for women in STEM, making moves inspired by sustainable fashion and creating a better world where tech is inclusive and used for good. I cannot wait to dive into her brilliant mind today. Skinny dipping fam. Meet the incredible Alexis Williams. Hi. Come to the mic, beautiful. <laughs> I cannot believe it's happening. Like, finally. Fucking finally. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I just feel like you have so much to bring to the table that no other guest has, especially just because of your career. I've never had, like, a hot girl in STEM before. I'm,
0: like, blushing. I'm like, also, you look so beautiful. Oh, thank you. How are you feeling today? I've been waiting to be on the podcast for so long so I can't wait. I'm excited. So you just finished
1: school recently, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. That transition from college into the real world, how has that been like for your mental health? Because we talk a lot about mental health on this podcast and that's just where I want to begin is like, how's that transition? Because that's a big transition.
0: At the beginning, it was kind of great. You know, in college, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. You just experience so much burnout because you constantly have to be doing something mm-hmm. whether that's like assignments or like keeping up with the social life and like extracurriculars all of that like there's no break you're like constantly on so at first it was like kind of amazing that nothing was happening and this was kind of like mm-hmm. during my break in the summer I was off in Europe doing God no gallivanting god, we love that <laughs> for exploring. you exploring and it was great I was like oh my god the world is so beautiful mm-hmm. and I am indulging in absolutely everything and I can rest when I want to and I I can do whatever I want to do when I want to. And that kind of break that I haven't experienced before in my life, Mm because I've literally been in some kind of school my whole life and even in college in order to get a major Mm -hmm. in engineering, but also a minor in something else because I wanted a minor as well. Mm -hmm. I had to be in school all of the seasons. So. Wow, even summer. Yeah, so wow. fall, winter break, spring, summer.
1: Non-stop. Of course you're going to be burnt out. and So
0: burnt out. And
1: I so deeply understand that because I'll actually look back because now it's been like four years since I've been in university and I also was a very high achiever in school. Mm-hmm. And I look back now, like farther removed, you know, like you're first getting like the taste of everything now and finding like perspective in your experience. But looking back to like four years ago, I'm like, I could never go back Back to school again first of all and second of all i just like can't believe like how intense everything was yeah. like i don't think i've ever been so stressed out in my life from the time that i like started high school to like no, drop out of college
0: <laughs> and i like literally can't even understand how i used to function now i'm like i need eight hours of sleep minimum i need my rest and relaxation time i'm like there are certain days of the week where i just can't go out i can't plan anything or i'll be like socially burnt out i'm like how i was able to like get up at the wee hours to go all the way to school to like hang out with my friends and go clubbing and stuff like that (laughs) or whatever and be getting like a literal engineering major like the kinds of tests I was taking and stuff I was doing I'm like How my brain was capable of doing that, no idea.
1: After, are you experiencing, like, deep burnout? Because I know after years and years and years of, like, being on the go and hustling, like, my body had to deeply adjust, almost. I was just fucking tired, honestly, after going so hard.
0: It's just, like, different waves of just exhaustion. Sometimes that's, like, creative exhaustion. Sometimes that's, like... Physical exhaustion, Mm. but I'm like, whoa, I feel like I've used like so much of my brain capacity at such a young age that I'm like, I don't know how to function sometimes. (laughs) Like, you just want to chill.
1: I just started to be like, I just want to chill.
0: Yeah. And then you feel guilty for feeling like you just want to chill. And like, Mm -hmm. especially going to like the school that I went to and the path that I chose to study in particular, like, there is so much like that feeling of competition. Mm. And it's sometimes hard to just feel like a and let myself go and not compare myself to other people Mm. when that's what I've been surrounded by at all times like people Mm. are always constantly flashing the cool things that they're doing and stuff like that and I'm like but are they happy? Are they well rested? Are their minds in a good place? Are they feeling fulfilled? Like those are the things that I just have to like remind myself of anytime I want to like compare myself Mm. but like it doesn't mean that it doesn't get hard not to. So I went to NYU. Okay. Went to the engineering school. Enough said. I studied something called integrated design and media which Mm -hmm. I describe to people as engineering core Mm -hmm. with art fundamentals. Okay. So it's like we have to take all of the same engineering core classes, but we get to put a little art twist on it. So my Mm. concentration was specifically in web development. So coding websites is my thing. Okay and then sound engineering actually.
1: Did you feel like in those fields of study in your classes like you had maybe a little bit extra to prove or like not that you had extra to prove but you felt that way Mm. because it's such like a male dominated field.
0: Well absolutely I think my whole identity sort of comes into question when I was walking into these kinds of rooms, especially just in uh, the engineering core classes in general. Like, if I walked in like this, immediately a professor is going to be like, oh, she's stupid. Like, just because I'm a girly girl. And
1: looking hot as fuck.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, like, this is a problem within the engineering field. I think definitely like the equation of caring about your appearance to not being smart for some reason Mm. because you're spending extra time on what you look like instead of maybe what you can produce. Produce, which is a fundamental problem of capitalism but that's separate no I mean
1: it's not separate it's here it's now it's part of this conversation because that is so true that it's like oh well you're putting all this effort into looking beautiful and loving yourself and especially you love fashion sustainable fashion specifically and you're interested in that and they're like oh well that's taking away from like you, your like, productivity and all. Yeah. exactly and it's just like why do we base our sense of self-worth off of productivity
0: like yeah. capitalism And I'm kind of like doesn't it make Make me more awesome and slay that I can be smart and productive and care about the way that I look and do all and things care about the well. planet. Like exactly. Like, like I'm like. Doesn't that make me even more impressive instead of? It's it does. Like, it's instead of people seeing it as an additive they see it as a subtractor Mm. like oh she does x y and z that we think is silly so she must not be as smart or successful or x y and z yeah
1: and you're like no it is an additive you are juggling all these different parts and you are doing it well yeah and that (laughs) is a win and something that they will never understand yeah it's almost like no exactly i feel bad for you guys you'll never understand the power of what it means to be able to do everything right and
0: it's so like upsetting to walk in into the rooms feeling exactly that feeling mm. like because of all of my identity markers and the way that I present myself I am extra powerful of a person mm. but having people no matter how much you prove yourself mm. believe that You are less than because of those things. And that's why, like, at the beginning of my studies, I took it really hard, like, Mm. people looking at me and automatically assuming that I was stupid. Mm -hmm. And I, like, pushed myself. And I'm glad that I pushed myself. Like, I made great grades. Like, Mm. I showed everyone that I was smart, like, as smart as I thought I was and smarter than they thought I was. But... I sacrificed a lot of things to do that Mm. like my mental health there was a period of time where you know I was really struggling with being sexualized in different rooms Mm. so it like took a little swing at my confidence and like Mm. the way that I felt like I could present myself and stuff like that and it made me feel not good about myself Mm. and I just didn't think that it was fair after a while. And it's not. And it's not fair Mm. totally. And So what would
1: be the advice that you would like give to your younger self?
0: Yeah, A huge thing that I had to learn is it doesn't matter often what you look like Mm. people just based off of like my race or my gender or my sexuality they're just going to think certain things and I can't do anything about that Mm. you know what I mean and I think the sooner that I realized that it wasn't anything that I was in control of Mm. like it's totally their thoughts and their ideologies on these big conversations that we're constantly having in society about Mm. misogyny and all of these different things I can't do anything about that So Mm. I could decide to be less of myself Mm. to make them more comfortable when in reality that's not going to change anything about what they think about me. Or I could be fully confident in myself and make myself feel good.
1: And be more you. Exactly. And and just live authentically to what it means to be Alexis. And just shine in that own way. And I feel like when you put that spotlight back on you, it's just like putting the blinders on and being like, people can think what they think. I'm going to keep being me. Isn't Alexis literally just... So amazing. Okay, this isn't an ad, but this is very important. It's about the soul in progress community, which, if you don't know about it, it's basically a place for us skinny dippers to come together and create soul show media. We talk about our healing, our mental health. We have workshops, there's exclusive resources for breath work meditation. I just posted a really great eight-minute meditation for connecting to your highest self it's so good and there's just so much and i wanted to give you guys a special offer for i guess black friday cyber monday i don't know but basically it's really for you guys i just want you guys to have another opportunity to get in at a lower price forever this isn't just a one-time thing once you get in at this price it is yours so it's 30 percent off the code is going to be cyber week it's going to be linked below the code will also be below Sign up for the Soul in Progress community now. And also, if you don't want to do that, but you want to still like, you know, show some love, show some extra love into me to the podcast, click subscribe on whatever you are listening on. It really means the absolute, absolute world to me, honestly, um, because it allows other people to see skinny dipping. And yeah, so hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and join the Soul in Progress community below. I love you guys. Let's get back to the episode. Thank you for being patient.
0: Yeah, and I think it's something that I hope that like young girls really start to learn is that they can't associate their personal actions with the entire ideology of things like misogyny. Mm-hmm. Like what you do personally has nothing to do with what guys think of you because of mm-hmm. a structural concept. Mm-hmm. You have to like take that agency to be you outside of those things. You know wow. what I mean?
1: I know exactly what you mean. And that is like just deep snaps right there because that is also what I want, especially for the younger generation that is rising, for them to truly do things for them and not because they think people are going to treat them a certain way or perceive them a certain way. Because when we focus on the perception of others and how they feel about us and what they think about us, especially when it doesn't have anything to do with us because it's deep fucked up structures mm-hmm, and then systematic exactly. fuck ups that have been passed down throughout fucking generations. Generations, it's just like people lose themselves. You know, you Mm -hmm. just lose yourself trying to please everybody. So I think it is so important what you were saying to just continue to focus on what makes you feel most you, despite everything else. But also, I feel like that's easier said than done. So I'm like, what is like the actionable (laughs) advice for that? Like, especially when so many of these beliefs are systemic, and also because we're raised in ways to act accordingly to the systems, like, what is the actionable approach to that? Because it's like, oh, We're talking about it in theory, but it's, like, so much easier, Mm -hmm. like, said than done. So, like, what's, like, an actual thing that somebody can do to begin to embody this new idea?
0: Yeah, that's something that, like, was a weight on me a lot for a long time because it is easier said than done. And it's, like, this huge thing that you can't tackle in its entirety and it's maybe going to exist for your entire lifetime. But I... Really had to push myself to think about it as, like, what are actionable things that I can do every day to start Mm. feeling better about myself and and coming into my own identity and who I am and feeling comfortable with all of these things that Mm. maybe make other people uncomfortable about myself. And for me, that just started with, like, introspection Mm. and just also the realization that it's one day at a time. You can't change things massively thinking of it like oh what do I want in a year or 10 years or like by the end of my life that's so overwhelming so overwhelming but I'm like hey what are things that I can do today Mm -hmm. something that I started doing a lot especially when I was working my way out of that rut that I was in was like journaling every day. If I put a timer on for like 30 minutes, what are all of the things that I can come up with that I'm grateful for about myself? Mm -hmm. What are things that I really like about myself that I maybe have been shying away from that I want to lean more into? And why are the reasons why I like them? And why do I let myself, based off of social constructs, think that they're bad, Mm -hmm. but I actually truly believe that they're good. And I found that like writing stuff down in the morning right when I'm going to start my day allows me to lean into that throughout the rest of my day. And then it's okay. just about leaning into it for just the day. Yeah. You know, not thinking about I I'm love going to change that. my life, but just one day and then one day becomes a couple of days a couple of days becomes a week, week. a month yeah. and then you're like oh, I'm in this vibe <laughs> of like actually feeling much better about myself because I'm just like looking at it as what can I just do today and mm. then accumulate from there
1: I love that because I feel like so many people write gratitudes and everyone's like start your day with gratitudes but people don't write enough gratitudes about themselves mm-hmm. like what do you actually like about yourself I think when they think about gratitudes they try to think about the external and it's like no if you can like focus first thing in the morning one day at a time thinking about the things that you genuinely like about yourself and the other thing that I really like that you said was wow like how can I look at these things that I like about myself and how can I question them not question them like why I like them but question like why are these important to me and why would I allow like the opinions of others or the opinions of society to defer me from making these claims that I love these things about myself you know what I mean so I love that you're also not only saying what they are and writing them down but also analyzing them because I think when we can create proof and evidence for our brain to really like lean into the things that we love about ourselves it's gonna say okay I'm understanding it because I think people are like oh well if I just like tell myself that I love myself every single day then eventually it'll happen and like yes maybe it will but the faster way to get there and the more efficient way to get there is to create proof and to create evidence Mm -hmm. for your brain to be like okay but why are these things that I like about myself Mm -hmm. and when they're challenged because they're gonna be challenged by outside ideology when they're challenged how can I come back to well the reasons why and like that meets that and it challenges the exactly, challenger and it says exactly. okay well I've already proved it to myself I've already developed the evidence yeah. so I like that you also
0: analyze Absolutely. it I think that's like, so powerful yeah you're creating a bank in your mind about how you feel about yourself so that way when other people come and challenge it and it feels like this attack it's like wait, I've already thought about this. Yeah, I've already come up with a million reasons why I love this about myself. So there's nothing you can say to me that's going to make me change that, which I think is so powerful. And so
1: actionable. This is why I love asking (laughs) about the actionable advice because we bring things up and we're like, oh, we can talk about them in concept. And also when you've experienced them yourself, it's easy to bring up the concept, but it's like, oh, no, you've actually learned this concept and developed this self-concept through actions. Absolutely. Through taking the steps. Yeah. So- Tell us a little story that I saw on your TikTok. You've really come up on my freebie page a lot <laughs> and also on my like friends and following. And I think it's because I just love your videos and I always like watch them all the way through. <laughs> genuinely. Like even if I don't comment, like I'm always supporting you. Like I don't even know you, but it makes me emotional. Like, no, it does a little bit because Stop. I feel like I followed you for so long and I'm always like, I so deeply resonate with everything that you say and also the way that you say it. Like the way that you Thank say you. it. You just stand up for what you believe and you just do it in a way that is like so legit, no bullshit, but also so graceful at the same time. And it's just like, it's so good. I'm obsessed. So I was watching this video and you were talking about how you turned down a big tech job potentially for something that aligned more with your values in the world that you want to create. Can you tell us about that post grad
0: job situation and how you made those decisions? What's the T? In the engineering world, there's this acronym that people use all the time, especially around job, recruiting, early career type things. Because mm-hmm. it's like the holy grail, big tech companies to work at. Okay. And I personally think that this needs to be changed because things have shifted so much. But the top ones, mm-hmm. it's called FANG. So Fang. it's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, like why is Netflix on there? <laughs> why is Netflix and on Google? There. That, and used Google okay. to, that used to be like the top ones. I would say that it has to be different now, but that's the acronym everyone uses, so it's flashy and whatever.
1: Like these are the coolest places to work, right. and they're just doing it all. Exactly. And like, okay, but like it's I'm sure not you've true. seen like
0: <laughs> on TikTok, like come with me on a day to work at Google. Look at my yes. snacks uh-huh. and my bike and my equity in the shares of the company. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yes, yes. quote unquote dream. dream. Exactly, but we're saying it in quotation marks just so you guys know yes
0: throughout my entire college career you know i've been very vocal about the different things that i've wanted to build and have built throughout getting my degree like i'm one of those people that's like If you have an idea, just make it.
1: Yes. It doesn't
0: matter if one person uses it or a million people use it. It's like if you can help one person with one tool, that's awesome. Mm. So I dove head into it during my college years. And I made a website that I talk about all the time. It's like my little baby. I've been Mm. building and working from that for the past three years. I think that's like when I started following you. Did it go crazy viral? Yeah, that's kind of like what put everything in motion for me. It's a website called PB Resources. Yes. And it started as a police brutality Mm -hmm. toolkit during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, sort of during 2020, during quarantine and everything. Yes. Oh
1: my gosh. At the time that I followed you, PD Resources. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So
0: ever since then, I've basically been building out resources. It's basically um, different automated tools for people to get in touch with the social justice movement. Mm -hmm. And it especially is a place where people can start doing things around the social activism world who have never even thought about advocacy so mm. getting in contact with your politicians learning how to register to vote all those types of things I
1: love that making it so accessible literally yeah. being like you don't even have to think I did it for Exa- you exactly. <laughs> which is what
0: people deeply need because yes. I mean
1: everyone just gets caught up in their own world no, in their exactly. own lives so to be like you don't even have to think I did it <laughs> I put it all here. Okay so
0: that's exactly the thought when I first made it I'm like no one has an excuse not to stay up and do things yes. and fight for what they believe in because i made it so easy you made I made it so easy that was literally exactly my line when i first started making those tiktoks that blew up i'm like no one has any excuse because i made it so easy and i did all of the emotional and physical labor so no one has an excuse i was being so insane about it
1: as you should also <laughs> though because it is like such a call out for people it's just no, like absolutely well if it's so easy and you say that you care, care about, about, about these things then like do something about exactly it. this podcast is sponsored by better help. It is so important to take care of your mental health even extra. Even more during this time of the year because old karmic relationships are coming up with your family or old triggers from your childhood are coming up around the holiday season. There's stress around, you know, even like there's lots of like food trauma related to the holiday season or there's just this feeling of like unworthiness, like things that are not our truth that are coming back up again from the past. It's coming back up again from the past because it wants to be healed and during this journey it is so important that you have a professional along the way to help you move through these tough emotions because this time of year can just be a lot. So therapy has absolutely changed my life. I don't think I would be where I am with the podcast, with my life, with my relationships if not for therapy. It completely turn my life around in the best way possible and I think everyone should be in therapy and I know that it's not easily accessible or affordable for everyone so that's why I love BetterHelp. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you gotta do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at literally any time with no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season. Get the help that you need during this tough time with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash skinny dipping today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot skinny dipping. Go to therapy. It'll change your life. It changed my life and everything's going to be linked below. Let's get back to the episode.
0: So that's how I made the website. And I think that mission resonates with a lot of people. So throughout the years, I've reached 2 million users, which is insane wow. to think about. Yeah, I've You been, should be so proud of yourself. I am really proud of myself. I've been tracking it since I made it in 2020. And I didn't really even think about how crazy that was until one of my friends who actually works in the industry told me, she's like, there are companies that have millions of dollar evaluations that don't have a user base, even a fraction of the size that you've garnered. And I'm just like, I think that that was like one of my most impressive projects, especially as I was gearing towards graduation. And I just love to share my story because I want to make sure that this is an accessible sort of path that people can follow. Mm. Like everyone should know that you can learn and acquire these skills regardless of the stereotypes of who you think should be someone who's in computer science and Mm. coding. And you can do exactly what I did. It's not that hard. It takes a long time, but it's not Mm. that hard. And also commitment. And commitment. Like, you have to care.
1: You have to care. But people
0: think that it's, like, impossible to do, Mm. and it's not. So far out of reach. But you're like, it is possible if that's something you are called to Mm -hmm. And also,
1: especially when you get to create something that gets to help other people. I think so many people listening are going to relate to that a lot.
0: So I think that because of those things that we just kind of noted, a lot of recruiters really were inspired by like my passion to like if I have an idea I am able to build it mm-hmm. and whatever I built is something that's going to be easy enough and enticing enough for lots of people to use mm-hmm. and I think that those skills are things that like made recruiters sort of ding 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 in their yeah. heads and be like oh maybe they're like who oh, is she <laughs> good to hire and I'm like I see your vision I mean obviously <laughs> like
1: it's like duh
0: I'm like okay I understand where you're going with this But if anyone were to scroll back, back, back to my TikTok videos, like freshman, sophomore year, I've always said that I was never going to work in big tech. I went to school in a predominantly white community, went to a PWI institution. I'm, like, a minority in so many ways, and then I pursue engineering, so it's, like... Even more so. Even more. Like, I deserve a break from what comes with being a minority mm. in certain spaces. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you deserve
1: better. You deserve somewhere that you are, like, deeply valued. Yes.
0: 22 years of a certain kind of experience that, like, majorly sucked.
1: And mm. I was, like,
0: I am not gonna do that to myself post grad. Okay. Something that like comes to mind when I, I think of big tech work culture mm-hmm. is the stories that came out of Tesla about mm-hmm. the horrible things horrible things that were being told to black engineers and black people working in the different Tesla, like, workplaces. Okay. And this is just one story and it's, like, a very extreme case. I want to say extreme, but I've been in these spaces. I know that I can be that bad.
1: It's extreme, but it's
0: reality. But it's reality. Exactly. So it's, like, these people being called slurs, being called all of these different things. In, in their
1: workplace.
0: in Yes, in reference to slavery and all of these different things. And it's like, why would I want to do that to myself? And a lot of people have the argument of like, don't you want to be the person that changes the culture? And it's like, I've done so much emotional labor mm-hmm. in my life and my career. I don't have to change it through that avenue. You know what I mean?
1: Or like also in a a way that's like helping them at all, like helping those companies. It's like you want to like bring companies to light. I'm getting chills right now. Bringing companies to light that have been on the right path and that would never do something like that, not supporting companies that are like, oh well now that it's in we want to change
0: exactly because it's like at the end of the day like you're contributing to like the continued economic success of this company and Mm -hmm. sure you might be slowly but surely changing the culture within if you are powerful enough to do that but you're also like at the place that it is now stepping in and supporting them from the get-go yeah and that's just not something that I wanted to do that it's I felt like job. It was my exactly it's not, yeah and I talk about this too a lot online like it's such a privilege to be able to make that decision financially because mm. my current job I work at a nonprofit. it's like I take a significant pay cut doing that but I am okay doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I see the privilege in being able to make that choice. It's like, there's so many minorities that don't have the privilege to make that choice. And one of the few ways or a fast way to Mm -hmm. reach that economic agency is having to live through those experiences. And I think that's horrible. I think that that's so awful and kind of shows just another way that society is like so cynical because it's Mm -hmm. like in order for you as a minority to have success and reach economic mobility, which you have not been able to reach in previous generations because of societal structures Mm -hmm. that change you to a certain economic class, you have to go through emotional torment. Like it's like Like emotional
1: abuse. Exactly. Like Like it's
0: abusive. We can no longer keep you from economic opportunities strictly through racism, but we can use racism as a tool to still make you miserable. Mm. And I think that's so horrible. It's so fucked up. So I was like, it wasn't even in the fucking
1: cards for you. You're like, no. So you got offered, and you're like, no fucking way. Yeah. When you were getting offered potential positions, like, did you even see what that pay would even look like? No. (laughs) No. I couldn't do that to myself. Yeah. no. So tell us about the company that you work for, and is it fulfilling for you, yeah. you? And how did that come about? It's winter, so that means it's time to get very sexy. Okay, picture this. You're hanging out in your favorite private spot in your backyard. Your headphones are on, and the world around you begins to fade away. When listening to Dipsy stories, you're immersed in a vivid world where every touch, every breath, every stolen glance is felt with breathtaking intensity and it is hot and it is sexy and it is steamy and I feel like For me to get turned on, I need to be mentally stimulated and that's what Dipsy Stories does for me. So basically, Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women and there's new content released every single week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories for you to read. And just let Dipsy be your go-to place to just spice things up with your me time or Maybe explore your fantasies, just get hot and bothered, relax and unwind, or even heat up things with a partner. And I'm going to give you guys a 30-day free trial, and even if you like don't want to continue it, just try it out, because Dipsy is honestly, I'm kind of obsessed. I'm sorry. I really am. It's really sexy, and I just love it. Like, my Scorpio rising, my Scorpio Mars is like, mm that's hot so Dipsy is going to offer skinny dipping listeners an extended 30-day free trial for a limited time when you go to DipsyStories.com skinny dipping that's 30 days full of access for free we love free things when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A DipsyStories.com skinny dipping DipsyStories.com skinny dipping it's also going to be linked below try your free trial now
0: so I work at a nonprofit that offers programming to gender minorities and mostly young women opportunities to learn about computer science, 13 to 18 years old. So really that in that young so adult good. area. Yeah. That's so amazing. The idea is really to try to intervene before, you know, young people reach the point where they already have it dispelled in their mind that they can even pursue a career like computer science. Mm-hmm. And so something that's really awesome in particular about my job is that, We work with companies to help with the hiring process, so the Mm. idea is that we can give them really qualified, diverse candidates for really early career opportunities like internships Mm. and apprenticeships stuff like that Mm. so that they have no excuse to say that the pool is not diverse Yes, and that the people that they have to pick from is not diverse We're being like here
1: you're doing the same thing again I'm seeing this like theme of like you're like I'm making it so easy for you (laughs) just fucking make the right decision there's no reason to be
0: like no because is that the excuse that they'll use it's like Uh, the pool
1: isn't diverse so our team isn't diverse yeah
0: so a lot of it is that it's kind of accurate but But... There are becoming less and less reasons for that to be an excuse.
1: Yes, totally. And also, the only reason I feel like that would be accurate is because people feel like they can't be in those spaces right. in the first
0: place. It's not that they don't want to be there. They just feel like they exactly. can't. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's also so many different issues because kind of going back to the culture thing and how I try to fix that in my work life is like a lot of the problem is the higher ups. It's like, okay, so we can kind of see how it's diverse lower down in the chain. But as we go higher and higher in in the company sort of hierarchy it gets wider and more male mm-hmm. and a huge reason for this is because a crazy number like over 50 percent of women drop out of working in these fields within x number of their early years in the career because mm-hmm. of the culture and it's like okay so how can we change that it's kind of like the egg and the chicken it's like mm-hmm. these higher-ups what are creating first? this bad culture but it's like these women can't stay in the field long enough to become the higher-ups because the culture is so bad. Yeah. So it's like...
1: The culture being, like, sexualization. Yeah. Yeah. Is a lot of it, like, being sexualized?
0: Well, yeah. Like, another statistic is, like, over 50% of women experience sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's true, actually, across all fields in every workplace. But that's a number specific to women in engineering. It's, like, it's a coin toss whether or not you'll be sexually harassed. In your fields, 50%. and that's ridiculous. That's... So it's like we are trying to diversify the pool of people who are introduced to the fields and decide to pursue it later. But we're also trying to replicate what a good, healthy, diverse, and equitable workplace can look like. Mm. It's Be like, the example. Yeah, we are modeling that for other companies mm. to say, hey this is possible. By modeling that not only to other companies but to the kids we are directly serving we are giving these kids agency to say hey I know what a proper and equitable workplace can look like and that's what I'm going to demand from my employers. You know what I mean? At a
1: young age because when it creates that standard it will eventually create the reality because they won't be able to accept anything less. Well we
0: already kind of see that with Gen Z across all fields. Like we are demanding things within the field of like sustainability mental Mm -hmm. health it's like no we care about like what our expectations are in the workplace and like we are the ones shifting that culture Mm -hmm. so the more that we give these younger and younger generations the agency to say hey this is what i expect and this is what's unacceptable Mm -hmm. the more that we'll see these cultures kind of shift because at the end of the day we are the laborers Mm -hmm. we are the ones who create for these big billionaires. like they would be nothing
1: without the people that produce for them but then it just comes back to like
0: Exactly. No, exactly. So it's like we are going to have to stand up and demand changes. And that's what's going to shift workplace culture because we do have the power. These Mm -hmm. CEOs think that they have the power. It's not them, it's us.
1: Yes. Because, like, what would they be able to do without? Without. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And is that what, like, you guys teach or, like, give somebody one takeaway right now that you're like, this is something that could shift your mindset around this? What would that be?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. We just teach these young people that what they have to say is important through Mm. many different things. Like the biggest reason why I was able to even make my website PV resources is that I learned how to code websites and learned web development going through that program. And so much of the program highlights social good in tandem with technology, Mm -hmm. but not just social good, but any of your passions. So it's Mm. like you can create Anything that comes to mind. And I think that's also a big part of why a lot of people aren't interested in computer science. It's mm. like they think that it's only like numbers and math and, and kind of lame. But it's
1: creation.
0: But it's creative. These I really
1: never thought about it like that. Yeah. So this is a big mindset shift for me. Yeah. I'm like, wow. that It's so true. You can create anything you want.
0: Yeah. It's like. I think it's really actually helpful for everyone to understand or take a class or know a little bit about computer science because Mm. at the end of the day, it's really just problem solving. And yes, some of that problem solving is done with math, but a lot of it is like logic, Mm. like a fundamental computer science class is like logic and problem solving. Mm. And that's just such an important way to shift like the way that you look at things Mm. and that's the reason why I'm able to make websites that so many people are and feel like they can engage with Mm. it's because I'm thinking like hey here's a problem Mm. and like what's the most efficient way to get at a solution and that's what computer science is
1: wow wait I literally love that because it is so creative like it's like almost like an art form and absolutely through that you're able to encompass like all the things that you love and that you're passionate about like you can create literally anything from that and like that's what you've done like you should be so proud of yourself dude like also what I love about you because I love like I do this like with my friends I'll be like we should say what we love about each other because I feel like people just like forget to do that and like acknowledge like wow you're so cool like you're so cool that you're doing such cool things the thing that I love about you is that you advocate for everything you're passionate about and you speak up about it and you're not going to pigeonhole yourself into you know just being like okay well I just need to like niche myself down or be this one thing you're like I have all these things that make me me and I'm going to also not just be those things I'm going to advocate for those things and I love that you're also inspiring young people through your job now which is so amazing to also follow in those footsteps of knowing that their voice matters and I feel like that's something that You know, people our age also are just, like, deeply struggling with. So to get that mindset in, Mm -hmm. that shift in at a younger age is going to be so impactful for all of our futures. I don't remember any of that even being a conversation or being something we talked about in school when we were younger is, like, empowering our voices, making sure that we can speak up and be heard. It was actually the opposite. It's like, we'll fit in line. Like, go stand in line, you know? So, like, what's your advice to people who are also passionate about many things in their life and want to advocate for them but maybe they feel scared they feel fearful maybe they just like don't know if like their voice matters or like they feel held back when it comes to speaking up what is your advice like have you just always been somebody who's very vocal or is this something you've come into
0: oh that's a good question okay for starters I think like a big reason why I advocate for everything I care about and not just kind of pigeonholing myself to one thing is like I've always thought about it like this like I'm an entire person me being gay is tied to me being black me being black Mm -hmm. is tied to me being a woman all of these things are so intersectional to, to exactly my existence in any space that I come into so I'm like I can't ever really leave a part of myself out, one. And two, I also just, like, at some point found it empowering to talk about things I was scared to talk about, you know? Mm. That's part of how we even normalize these things. There's a reason why I was scared. And talking about that is part of how I can deconstruct that fear for someone else. You wow. Know?
1: Totally. And also create more confidence within yourself, exactly. I think, too. And I always talk about bravery as being scared and doing it anyway, especially like being on the Internet. I'm sure like I don't know if you get this question a lot, but I get the question of like, how do you even like put yourself out there like or say how you feel? That's so scary. And yeah. it's just like it's not that I'm not scared. <laughs> like it's not the, like it's not the, like yeah, or like, for example, like true. I've like learned how to surf in like the last couple years, like that was my COVID project. And I like was so scared, like of the ocean, of the It was like I was so scared or I've been really working on like safe cliff jumping and things like that. I'm saying safe because <laughs> I'm very careful when I let somebody else jump first yes. that knows what they're oh, doing. Okay. Fair. But things in those moments, even physically, it's like I'm like scared to do those mm-hmm. things. But bravery is just doing it anyway. And then afterwards, right. it feels good. It feels good mm-hmm. to catch the wave. It feels good to jump off the cliff. It feels powerful. It feels empowering. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with speaking and saying something that you're afraid to say. Is like, oh, you're still scared, but you just do it anyway. And when you do it anyway and you have yeah. that bravery, then you find more confidence. And Absolutely, then you yeah. realize it feels good. Yeah, do you feel totally. like that feeling of knowing that you're helping others and that it also feels good to say how you feel? That's what keeps you coming back to continuing to speak up? or Yeah,
0: I mean, I just have been empowered by my previous experiences mm. so much so that it's so easy for me to speak up mm. and continue to keep speaking up. When I was younger... I obviously still had all of the same identity markers as I do now, Mm. and I had to experience horrible things mm. then and like for my own safety and my own self-preservation I had to speak up like from such a little age like had to deal with like racism in the form of like death threats that's as horrifying as, as that a child gets. as a child and it's like you know having to go to the police station and show them a message that I got and be uh, trying to get people to mm. understand that racism is a real threat, a real violent physical threat as a child to adults. That's the scariest dynamic I've ever had to experience my entire life. I get weird hate comments all the time. And like, people are weird and rude and gross and disgusting and racism and misogyny and all of that stuff still comes into fruition in my life to this Mm -hmm. day. I don't have that fear. Mm -hmm. I had to go through the scariest bit of it when I was a child. Mm. It's like, Anything that I could experience. Like how old is a child also, if you don't mind me asking? Like probably like nine, eight, nine. A child. Like it's like I'm barely conscious. Like I'm just coming into like my self-consciousness, like just barely understanding what it means to be a girl Mm -hmm. and what it means to be black. And it's like you are faced with the scariest things a person can be faced with.
1: So it was like out of necessity.
0: Exactly. I think a lot of black kids specifically have to get over that fear really quick or Mm. you literally cannot survive. Mm. It's so scary the things that you go through. And if you don't just get over it and advocate for yourself, which sucks that I even have to say that and that anyone has to go through that, you will be like, crippled by the fear that is created by this society. Being so frank I don't even think that anyone is frank enough about that. Like mm. that fear is crazy. So it's like as an 8 9 year old, 10 year old, I already had to get over that. Mm. I'm almost fearless at this age and to mm. this day because I'm like I heard he did it when I was a child
1: Yeah like you didn't have a choice Exactly. Like there was no choice.
0: For that I'm like it's sad and it's horrible that, that anyone has to go through that but it's like almost a testament once again to like how strong and powerful and how capable of overcoming kids like me are you know what Mm. I mean it's like sure I can have pity on myself but it's also like sometimes I'll want to sit back and be like dang like that sucked that was awful that I had to go through that and that's true And Mm. I'm so powerful because of it. Like, I'm so confident and courageous because of it. And that is so cool. Mm. Like, I am so into that. I'm like, that is a horrible thing that we have to go through. But I think it's uniquely special that it can make us better. Mm. It can make us better advocates for ourselves and our communities and the people around us that exist within our communities, but also outside of our communities. Mm. I think that's why black women specifically have been at the forefront of so many social justice movements. Because throughout history. Throughout history, yeah. no matter who the group is, advocating for absolutely everyone because we are so emboldened and empowered by our own experiences. And I think that's so uniquely special to us. Mm. So that's like the what? silver lining. No,
1: I love that. Do you feel like that's why you do what you do now?
0: Yeah, I think that like it makes me uniquely good at what i do mm. but I, I would hope that i'd still you be really person. Good at person you you're
1: really good at what you do <laughs> thank you you. Are. you are thanks and like also just the way that you see the world like it's just brilliant truly thank you I'm serious <laughs> like i don't know i feel like i just am getting so many chills right now with everything you're saying oh,
0: thank you how does it
1: make you feel how do you feel right now like reflecting on everything that you're yeah, talking about i just
0: like can never just not have that drive to like keep doing more, keep doing more to make the world better. I'm just like, the more that I reflect on the way things are unfair and mm-hmm. unequitable, I'm like, but I gotta keep keep moving. Mm, I gotta keep not getting stuck. Yeah. It, and moments like this are beautiful because we need to reflect. If mm. we don't reflect, we can't move forward because we don't know what we've done. And that's mm. so important. But it's like you have to use that as fuel. You have to use that as passion to even if I can't make it better for myself in my lifetime I need to make it better for someone else, even if it's just a little bit. And yeah. that like means something to me.
1: And I feel like that's such a common theme throughout our generation too, where it's like that balance between knowing that systemically things are fucked up and like feeling that hopelessness, but needing to transmute that into action and passion, like you were just saying. I feel like people can get stuck in the hopelessness, you know? So like, how can you transmute that and transform that into action and passion and being like, no, like we need to make the world a better place for future generations, even if you don't even get to experience it. Like that's so beautiful and selfless, truly.
0: Well, I think that's something that I think a lot of people are feeling around climate change, actually, specifically. Yes, totally. That's so massive. I think that's like the overarching feeling that everyone says when they think of climate change. It's like... It's too big of a problem. I can't do anything about it. I
1: feel hopeless. Totally. And I get that in my DMs all the time because I also just deeply care about, like, the environment and environmental advocacy. And asking me, like, well, like, how do we, like, take action? Because it feels, like, so big. yeah. Like, it feels, like, hopeless, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, like, feels overwhelming.
0: Absolutely. There's this TikTok that I saw from, I don't know who it was, but I love what this person said about climate change that I think can really resonate with so many issues. Mm -hmm. And this is what they said. They were like, I understand that we see a lot of these scary headlines. Like we are past X point of no return. Like we are going to continue heating the earth by X amount of degrees every year. But here's the thing. We can get really scared and helpless ...about those things because we feel like there's nothing that we can do and then decide, hey, I'm throwing in the towel and not do anything. Mm. Or we can decide instead of maybe the trajectory we're currently on that we're going to warm the earth by X number of degrees in the next year... Instead of doing the number that we think we're on track to do now, what if we all band together to try to work harder and get a little better at our sustainable practices? Mm -hmm. So maybe instead of warming the earth three degrees, we do it one and a half. Yeah. And that that makes a huge difference. And that makes a difference. Yeah. You know? So it's like we we have these big issues, and sure, we are on the trajectory to make them worse Mm -hmm. in the matters of climate change specifically. But it's like if we have this hopelessness, And this idea that there's nothing we can do about it, we can't make things at least a little better. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, we're going to go in full fruition of the worst possible situation that we're going to have if we don't all decide, hey, maybe we can't resolve this. But what if we just made it a little better? Yeah,
1: I think people need to understand just because you can't necessarily fix entirely a problem doesn't mean that you can't make it better still like and even one percent better is better than negative one percent better or one percent worse that's exactly
0: how i've always felt about all of my advocacy and the reason why it's so overarching and just such a strong passion of mine is because I know that I have the capability to make it a little bit better. And that's the same with like sustainable practices and stuff like that. Like the reason why that's important to me, because I care about climate change. So I'm going to do what I can do to make it a little bit better. Yeah, Maybe I can't do everything. Maybe I can't be, you know, vegan and have no plastic consumption and X, Y, and Z. Maybe I can't not travel on a plane, but it's like, I could vow not to buy any new clothing,
1: yeah, like that's easy. Yeah. So, what are your like things that you personally do?
0: I do not buy any new clothes. Period. Mm, period. Like first time wear. Yeah. I sometimes get new things gifted to me, but I vowed to not spend any of my dollars buying new clothes.
1: Yes, because so, your dollar that counts. Like the where yeah. you put your money Absolutely. shows what you value.
0: Exactly. So I do not spend money on new clothes. For the rare exception of like I like you gotta buy your basics sometimes. So like once a year I'm like white tank top, you know, okay, whatever. Yes. But throughout the rest of the year, don't buy any new clothes. If I want something or I see a trend I go on Depop or eBay and I find it.
1: And it's literally so easy. It's like, easy. I'm just such a Depop
0: girly. Like, I'm just. Find the name of the thing. Yes. Put it in Depop, you're gonna find it.
1: Yes, literally. It's actually so easy. Like, I'll just go on Pinterest, I'll look, like, what's the actual name of this product, right. and I'll just copy paste. Exactly. And then you can find it. You're either Choose gonna find to the
0: same thing or something so similar that it doesn't matter. That it even doesn't matter. even matter. Exactly. exactly.
1: And there's just so many clothes out there already like circulating around the world it's just like there's so much to choose from
0: there's so much to find something I promise you if you just (laughs) search for it you'll find it sometimes it takes some work but also I'm just like why wouldn't you want to do that because oftentimes you can find like such cooler and more unique pieces yeah
1: I agree no I that's
0: old and and it's yours
1: it also just I feel like Personally, from an energetic perspective too, I just believe everything carries certain energies. So like when something is created, in a way that is unethical that is the energy that that clothing is wearing and then i'm putting that on my sacred body like no fucking thank you like i want something that has like character and life story and like yeah i'm gonna like put some incense on it and like clear it out energetically like if i'm feeling that it's like had a a rough story behind it (laughs) but and it also just like makes me feel good like i won't say like i never buy new things but also i really don't like when i think about it, i'm like i never really buy new things like Depop literally changed my life because i got overwhelmed by thrifting my ADHD mind like gets really overstimulated you know, that's so and fair. and I would like go to stores and I'd be like uh. This is so scary. I can't find anything. And now my head hurts. And now, like, my eyes are, like, looking at everything. And yeah. I just feel like I'm taking in way too much information. Like, that's how I would feel. Absolutely. Like, now I go in with my headphones. And, like, if I go somewhere that's, like, decently organized, and I can figure it out. But I'm, like, Depop. And you were saying eBay. And Etsy, too, right? Like, there's
0: so many different yeah, ways for us. like, so many different apps. Like, it's crazy. And like it's so much
1: more affordable, too. So mm-hmm. it's, like, a win-win on all aspects.
0: Absolutely. And you're supporting, like people yes. instead of like massive companies like from a standpoint of me advocating for everything I'm like I like this so much better like I know who I'm buying from I know what I'm getting I'm not buying anything new I'm supporting a person that is living breathing yeah you
1: know? it's an all-around win like and it's such an easy way to switch out unethical fashion for sustainable fashion Is just like buy secondhand yeah. just buy secondhand like <laughs> I think people are like oh well, I'm gonna like spend so much money to get this like sustainable piece from this company which like that's great but like like not doable for everybody. So Absolutely. buy secondhand. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an easy switch. And I also like think it's so easy. even
0: sometimes with, like, the decision to buy more sustainable pieces from X, Y, and Z brand that is a little bit more expensive, I'm like, it does push us to be more considerate about what we're spending our money on. Mm. And it does help us curb a little bit, at least, mm-hmm. over consumption. Yes. So if you're buying this more expensive, sustainable piece, maybe you're not going to buy seven tops Mm. from Shein. So maybe you're gonna buy something that (laughs) you're going to wear (laughs) over and over and over again. Exactly. Instead of like these cheap stuff that's gonna sit in your closet and like we're over consuming. You know? Culture has a huge problem with that in general and Mm -hmm. why I push so hard for people to thrift and find these unique and cool pieces that you can wear over and over and over again and not get sick of. Mm -hmm. It's because we are buying too much stuff. Period.
1: Honestly, I can't believe like anybody still buys from Shein. If I have like one flex It's that I've never Even looked at the website
0: When I see like The people On TikTok still That do like The massive Shein hauls I feel like Bewildered and No I it blows my mind like, Some people don't know How bad it is Or some people Are no. not fully informed But I mean I feel like How can you not be fully informed place, yeah, It's where... like
1: all out there On the internet It's like Absolutely. people are literally Like being like Abused And in, in like Abusive situations right. Like I just don't even Understand how Somebody could feel okay Buying like A two dollar top knowing that like a child had to suffer like I literally don't get it like I actually blows my mind
0: yeah and And I've had to talk
1: to friends too and be like do you understand and like my friends that I have talked to like as soon as I've told them once like I don't know if they've never bought from them again but I've never seen them wearing it again or maybe they just didn't tell me (laughs) I don't know but it's like I don't even want to surround myself personally with people that wouldn't also believe that
0: also like part of it is just like showing people that there are other alternatives that are easy Mm -hmm. like I understand a huge draw to fast fashion companies and websites and stuff like that is because of its affordable price point but I'm like thrift yeah it's affordable (laughs) it's affordable Uh, I don't think that's like super an excuse or just like yeah it's not I love to just be like here let me offer up this alternative that I know will work for you like Mm -hmm. I've had friends of mine come up to me and they are like I know that you talk a lot about sustainable fashion I personally shop at fast fashion. Can you please help me with an alternative that works in my budget? Something that I find cute, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I will sit with them and I will be like, hey, shop here. This is a more sustainable alternative. Here's when they're having a sale you should come with me here. Let's work together. Mm. So I think a part of it is that community. Yes. And a responsibility that we have as people that want to be advocates and give people the resources to fight the fight of sustainability and climate change mm. to extend that olive branch to yeah. be like, you know what, I'm here to help you. And totally. I can show you what I did to make myself more informed and to shift my, you know, habits and practices.
1: Mm. No, I love that. And also just being like, okay, like, that's cool. You are are coming to me like that's cool that you want to shift this in some way yeah exactly. you know which I feel like is just so important within community within friendships just making sure that we're all holding each other accountable is yeah. so key because I've been thinking a lot about like community and how we underestimate community and how important it is just especially in our current society that is so individualistic and I think one of those things that comes with community is knowing that you will have people to kindly call you out <laughs>
0: absolutely <laughs> it's needed and like I
1: need it sometimes too
0: like yeah. I
1: need those people in my life holding me accountable absolutely. and it's just like it all connects so tell us about what you have coming out very soon and yeah. a new
0: project you're working okay, on okay so I'm so excited something that led me to this amongst you know my discovery of sustainable fashion and looking for better alternatives for clothes in uh, the realm of sustainability was also tech waste is a huge oh. issue and some thing that actually is a unique issue within climate change that I think I've been aware of since I was younger. Like, have you ever had like an old piece of technology or something? And like the way you have to recycle it is so specific, like you can't just throw it out.
1: Yeah. Electronics just don't really break down, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's a little bit dangerous and things have to be discarded in a certain way. And a part of just like my sustainable fashion career and my sustainable fashion interest is like, okay, well, this other thing in tandem with clothes creates a lot of waste but we haven't been so as a society innovative on how we can recycle reuse you know make tech more secular it's kind of just like after we Mm. no longer can use it we throw it away yeah I feel like like... I haven't
1: even thought about this so this is such an (laughs) eye-opener moment I'm like wow okay this is good yeah
0: because there's so many different kinds of waste other than clothes clothes Mm. is just like a huge amount of the waste that we create but there are other kinds of waste and I was like I'm surrounded by technology all the time Mm. constantly especially while I was in school so this project actually started as my senior project Okay. in college. And I was just like, okay, what can we do about tech waste? Mm. But also I'm interested in sustainable fashion, but also I'm interested in advocacy of all the different other kinds. So okay. how am I going to integrate all of these different things? It was super ambitious when I first came up with the idea and a whole part of our sort of senior project track is having an advisor that basically tries to reel you in and be like, okay, like how can we make this project come into fruition? Okay. And I sort of told him all my ideas. I basically came into Class, and I was like, so basically, I want to come up with a sustainable fashion line that repurposes tech but also creates boutique wearable tech in a way that we haven't seen within the fashion industry much at all. I'm just getting such <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, and then wow, I was also like, in addition, <laughs> I want to create streetwear feminine baby tees that poke fun about the stereotypes about women in STEM. That's so genius. That's so so genius. All of these things at the same time. And he was like, I don't think you can probably do all those things at once. And I was like, "Yeah, mm, watch (laughs) me. So I did exactly that. Wow. Of course you did. No (laughs) doubt in my mind. (laughs) So I came up with my company. It's called Software by Lex. And basically, we just have three prongs to it, wearable technology. And I kind of and made it in like a tongue-in-cheek way because it's physically a technology that is upcycled and you can wear. Wow. And then this whole sector of fashion is called wearable technology where you have these little microcontrollers in your clothes that do different things. And the way that we see it currently a lot is Whoa. in concerts. So think Katy Perry and like those things yeah, are yeah. poops that like spin or <laughs> yes. like artists that wear like LED panels that mm. say different things or do different things. So that's like our current rendition of wearable technology and, mm-hmm. like, the most popular form for it. But I was like, how can I integrate that with street style? Oh. All of my clothing is essentially street style. So, <sighs> starting with the physically wearable tech, so the section of the project that was, how can we recycle technology? Mm-hmm. I take a whole bunch of different old recycled tech pieces that have been given to me and make clothing out of it. So, I had, like, a floppy disc skirt. Like, think very, like, Harper Finkel from Wizards of Waverly Place, okay. where she takes, like, all all of these objects and makes clothes Mm -hmm. but floppy to skirts I made this really cool mouse bra that everyone was obsessed with when we shot it and I made a keyboard skirt so taking all of these little keys from old recycled keyboards and making them into this really cool mini skirt are you like
1: physically making these yourself yes you're not like going to someone and being like this is what I want. Can nope. You, nope. You're like doing this with your hands. Mm-hmm.
0: I taught wow. myself. I made everything myself and it's truly really wearable so that the idea is that in the near future I can rent out and loan to uh, magazines for editorial mm. pieces, artists, stuff yes, like that. Because they're such one of a kind pieces. They're so awesome if I do say so myself. That's so cool. So that's the wearable tech side of the technology and clothing intersection. Mm. So the whole idea of the entire first collection was really diving into the experiences of young women in STEM. So Mm. a lot of those pieces that I just described, like the floppy disk skirt, for example, on the little section that would have been used to describe what is on the disc. Like, it literally has two lines and a piece of paper on every floppy disc that were sold back in the day so people could, like, label them. I wrote statistics about the adversities that women in STEM face. Wow. So that's something that was on these pieces. That's so fucking cool. Moving into the wearable technology, the first piece that I made was this jacket that has a little LED panel in the back, kind of like a stop sign. And the jacket says in a hand-painted lettering, don't come too close and it has thermal handprints all on the jacket oh, wow. kind of representing that 50% of women mm. that get sexually assaulted during mm. their course of you know exploring the engineering field yeah. and it has a little motion sensor in the jacket so once you get to it a specific distance from the jacket the led panel goes from being off to turning bright red which is really fun
1: wow that's so powerful like you didn't have to explain that to me I got the message right away like as soon as you were like the handprints I was like damn it's the statistic like Mm -hmm. and that's so amazing like that it literally speaks for itself also you know yeah
0: yeah so it's just a bunch of different pieces that do things like that okay what about the baby tees and then, okay, so the baby teas were really fun to make. They're basically teas with little tongue in cheek slogans. That's really popular in um, streetwear culture right now. And I was mm-hmm. like, how do I make this twist on like the baby tea, but for women in STEM specifically, since that's my focus mm-hmm. of this first collection? And so I made a bunch of different teas. One, I wanted to make sure that it was very girly. So I took these teas and added like frills all on them. Oh so my they were. God. Super feminine, (sighs) and I I wanted outright to be like... No, this is going to be about engineering but it's also going to be like completely me which is girly and feminine Mm. and cutesy so that was my first step but then I also came up with the little slogans that were on the t-shirts one is this is what an engineer looks like and Mm. I just took pictures with all of my friends who are girly and just frilly and cute just like me wearing these tees so just like the mixture of that visual Mm. being like hey this is how I'm changing what the face of engineering looks like was so important to me wow and then I added like feminine stem so like feminine Queer woman yes. in STEM. Like everyone loves that. And it, it is so such a tedious. cute. It's a cutesy one. But um I have one that I haven't released yet or I haven't shown any visuals of yet. But we're gonna do Hot Girls Code.
1: Yeah. So I just love Hot Girls that. Do
0: Code. Hot <laughs> Girls Do Code. So I'm just like Is this
1: something that eventually people will get to
0: Yeah? So I in this very moment, the pre order form is out. So You hear that guys? Yeah. That's so that's, go oh sign up. Gosh. But like a huge huge part of the whole mission is sustainability, so it's like I want to be very careful in um, knowing exactly how many people would be interested, yes. so that I can get exactly that amount of. Product. Yeah. So it's been like a slow but steady process, but coming soon. Like, amazing. I'm so excited for real people to like have them and wear them and, and see just... people
1: like tagging you and wearing yeah, them. it's so, going
0: to be so good. I mean,
1: congratulations. Thank That's you. Amazing. Like,
0: going from like explaining the project as like just like a college thing to like mm. my teacher being like, oh, maybe you can't do all of this stuff to like one. Actually, I ended up winning like the best project in my department at my school for this project. So I'm like going from even my my teacher being like no to him submitting me to be like you well, were the best one was awesome. But like it's amazing seeing that go from all of that stuff to being real is Really cool, a little scary, but I'm, like, this is so, like, cool and shows. Just, like, you're really capable of anything. Like, if you just decide to do something and do it, like, Mm. no one's stopping you. And, like, this is one of the first things that's, like, shown me that. Like, I have the power to truly create and bring into fruition whatever I want.
1: Wow. No, I love that. And I love seeing when people combine all aspects of themselves because I feel like that's where we find our own true unique purpose is in that combination. Mm -hmm. So... That's so cool. Pre-order form is out now. So, I mean, I'm
0: like, I'm not an engineer. I really want the one that's like, this is what engineers look like. I think that's just so hot. No, but also, like, the thing is, like, it doesn't even matter if you're an engineer or not. Like, the whole idea, it's almost like a social commentary. Mm -hmm. The whole idea is that you could be.
1: Exactly. Like,
0: it's us deciding, we're taking the mic from, you know, this stereotypical picture of what it means to be an engineer and being like, no, I could be one. Literally, you know, and that's why, like half of the reason why I just used my friends for like the campaign photos. None of them were like really engineers, but I'm like, this is what the face should be. Like, we should see more imagery of women of all kinds representing this thing. So I think everyone should get one. I'm definitely going to support the cause. No, I
1: yeah, and like be part of that new (laughs) messaging. I'm obsessed. Amazing. So where can everyone find you? Where can they find this? Everything also is going to be linked below. But of course where can they find you on all the things well
0: the main place is my instagram at alexisdenisew that will give you links to all of my other places Mm. but software by lex pb resources all of those places are where you can find me in the that i'm doing and it's all gonna be linked below so like we make it easy for you baby (laughs) you
1: don't even have a choice (laughs) (laughs) no but i'm sure everyone has fallen in love with you like truly like i am in awe and i love seeing you also create this new line and this new concept and this physical product because i do see that being a big part of where you're going in
0: your career yeah, for sure really do you excited. feel that like I'm that excited. little like glimpse
1: of like i can see myself like yeah
0: doing this for sure yeah i'm definitely just like can't wait to see what the future holds and like all of the young women out there like anyone who's creative and passionate about something like the potential is limitless so mm. like just jump on on your opportunity jump on that idea that thing you want to make and just go for it like you never know where you'll end up
1: thank you alexis of course Ah, this was so fun
0: anatomy of an ad
1: subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect